I'd like to say, oh, how are you doing this week, Deb? But I can't say that. No, you can't. That would be fake. Yeah. It's like, what the hell do you want again? Why are we here again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had a few technical difficulties with our recording on Sunday, as you know, but our listeners don't know that. So we are re-recording it, which means our format will be slightly different this week because now we already know the topic because we recorded the whole thing and it didn't take. It was just... So we it again. So it's gonna be slightly different. I do know what Deb's to- topic is, and it's great. <laughs> it is, and normally you don't. So that's one of the surprise aspects of our episodes. But this one is a little bit different. Yeah, but usually okay. I'm complete. We're completely in the dark. We have absolutely no idea. But this week it's different. But it's fun. So it's more like a Chris and Deb discussion this week more than a exactly. surprise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little less scary. When you pop those topics on me, I'm like, ah. <laughs> but it, it is spooky season, though, so maybe that's like all, you know, it's all happening for a reason. All right. I, exactly. You just never know. Have you met Robert? Oh, God, please. He's I, still here. Okay, Robert creeps <gasps> me out. That no. is your microphone issue. You be nice to Robert. Oh, it can be, do you, you know, you just assume that everybody knows who and, or maybe what Robert is. Maybe you need to explain to our listeners who Robert is or what Robert is. Most people, Mm -hmm. most people in the pop culture world know Robert the doll. Um, Mm -hmm. He's from Key West. And I picked him up a couple of years ago, visiting Mm -hmm. Key West in this little, itty bitty little museum. But... Most people know who he is, so therefore I have opted to give you a homework assignment, which I gave to you a couple days ago. But let me remind you now: you need Such to find out. You need surprise. to find out who Robert the doll is, and I want a little quick synopsis next week. Hmm. I'm going to okay. synopsis. He's adorable. Him. He has starred in Ozzy Osbourne's TV show. He's oh. popular. In fact, I even saw a movie which my daughter and I are going to sit down and watch. I think it's on. I don't know. It's on one of them. It's like Tubi or, or Netflix or Hulu or something. But it's the Robert the Doll story. All right. So hint, okay. you might want to go look for that. <laughs> okay. If, if it if the story sucks, I want my half hour back. Please. Um, <laughs> no, you can't have it. Anyway, right. let's say hello to everybody and welcome them to Today We Laughed and Learned. Because mm-hmm. this is our podcast where we, we're two friends, Chris and Deb. And we're basically curious about everything, but obviously experts on, I'd say nothing. No, we're pretty much the opposite of experts. That's okay. That is. We're trying. And <laughs> we we're are. Taking, we're taking everyone along with us. Yep. So like you said, happy spooky season. Yay. You get more into that stuff than I do. So I just, I love living it vicariously through you. I am Little Miss Holiday. You are. Um, but I don't know, isn't it crazy? But growing up. You know, spooky season was Halloween, which was October 31st. That's basically the only time we celebrated it. Now, Halloween is basically from October 1st mm-hmm. to October 31st. Mm-hmm. How about Canada? Are they about the same now? Oh, I'm thinking maybe August. <laughs> I, think the, I think the stores start putting out, you know, products and whatnot early, early, early. So, yeah, it's oh. longer than it used to be. Oh, well, I know. I remember July. It, all the Snickers and everything had their Halloween theme on. It's like it takes away from it, in my opinion. I don't. I think there's there's rushing it. There's rushing it. You know. Yeah, you just get used to it. It's like God, has, has, is it like has isn't Halloween over? Like what the hell? It's like right. you're in a time warp for like two or three months. Well, it's like in the beginning of July when school supplies come out. Come on, let the kids have their summer. Then yeah. give them the school supplies. Come on. Yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, when I think of spooky season, I think just about everyone, at least in the U.S., but I'm sure everybody by now has heard of it, um, is the Salem Witch Trials. I know you've mentioned it. Mm-hmm. You haven't covered it, but I've heard you mention it. Yes. <laughs> I am aware of its existence. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I just want to give a quick mention of these three lovely people, Graham, Sarah, and Michaela. And they have this podcast called Chime and Podcast. Chimes, Ooh. H-I-M-E, not, you know, like ding dong. I like that. Yeah. And last week's episode, um, they happened to cover the Salem Witch Trials. Nice. Yeah. I've been to Salem a few times. So let me shove that in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so I already knew the story, but they did a great job. And quite honestly, they were very easy to listen to. And I even learned a couple of new things about it. And this was only part one. I'm more excited for the next episode, which is part two, obviously. And that's going to cover Salem, the haunted aspects of it. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, well, I'll have to check them out for sure. Check them out. Again, it's Chime in Podcast. Okay. It's on all the platforms. You'll find it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love the, uh, I really wanted to look into the Salem Witch Trials uh, for the episode, but. um, What? How about you come to Boston and I take you to Salem? Okay, stupid question. How close are those together? (laughs) Really close. (laughs) Are we talking like subdivision? Are we talking like suburb? Or are we talking next town over? I need to know. Well, um, from my house, it'll probably take about mm, 40 minutes because there's traffic. Okay. That's and not bad. Okay. Yeah. Salem is great because it's not actually Salem is the witch trials, but there's more to Salem than just the witch trials. You can spend several days there actually. Salem is fantastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Another so, road trip stop. Yeah. And they have a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, oh well, God! Why can you just like maybe you should have led with that if you mentioned like Salem, what Dunkin' Donuts? And then after that, <laughs> now I don't. This could be it. Would actually we'd have to go Salem one day and then get in the car and drive to Maine to go to the Umbrella Cover Museum. After. Yes. Do they have a, a Dunkin' Donuts? Do they have a Tim Hortons? <laughs> okay, I, you know. <laughs> Tim, Timmy, Timmy, Tim. I've Tim. driven past Tim Hortons. I've never been in, and they're getting less and less and less and less. <laughs> less what, Timmy? Um, less <laughs> obvious. Like it's not on the road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. Tim Hortons around, but down. Everybody. <laughs> All right. They're probably like prevalent somewhere else, but not in my area. Yeah, like all of Canada, but anyway. <laughs> well, when you move to Canada, maybe yes. you to Tim Hortons. All right. Yeah, it'll be hard to this one. You're going to bring me a Tim Hortons. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway. see that it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fall, spooky mm-hmm. season. You know what I think yeah. about fall? What? Nice fall leaves falling. I know. Little squirrels. Oh, boy. What is it with you and squirrels? I love squirrels. I think you were a squirrel in a previous life. Or maybe you're getting ready to be one in a next life. But good news, I have a small squirrel story for you. Oh, when you say small, you please mean I re- small. I really mean small. I mean, oh. because it was nothing more than like two sentences out of the whole <laughs> internet. It just repeated itself over and over again. You probably made it into four pages, but okay. <laughs> Not this okay. time. All right, let me hear it. Okay. Like, they have become a very intricate part in history. 
According to you, yes. <laughs> you are my only squirrel reference. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now, back in 2007, yes. did you know that there were 14 squirrels arrested and detained? <laughs> now, now. In Iran, near a nuclear enrichment plant. Oh my God. Um, they, well, clearly they were up to no good. I mean, you don't just get arrested for being well, a squirrel next to a, a what plant? A nuclear plant? Nuclear enrichment plant. I don't know if that's the exact same thing as a nuclear power plant. But sounds, sounds, it doesn't good. It doesn't doesn't sound good. I mean, maybe it was just nuclear, but if they're going to enrich it and stuff, that's just like, whoa, that's just taking nuclear to another level. I think so. I mean, that's how I look at it. But anyway, these squirrels, they were serving as spies for the Western powers. So did they have to go to like spy school? I think so. Oh my God. Who are you picturing the cutest little squirrel with little itty bitty teeny tiny handcuffs on? Okay. Okay. Firstly, okay. <laughs> it's like, can a squirrel even put their hands behind their back? <laughs> what? I don't think so. They're like a Jurassic Park. Uh, I mean, not Jurassic Park. <laughs> like a Tyrannosaurus Rex thing going on there. Yeah, they just got the. Yeah, or maybe it was like, <laughs> stop. You're under arrest. Imagine them just sitting like bolt. Don't they do that? Don't they like stand up like bolt straight? We do. They do. Maybe, maybe they are all spies and they they do that because they think they're under arrest all the time because it just happens so frequently in their world. And we just think they're standing there going, huh, squirrel. See, the government doesn't tell us anything. I know. We don't know. What else might they be hiding from us? Because I always thought the government was really good at divulging everything. It's like oh, the God. people what and the government live on. <laughs> it's uh, it's transparency. Ah, uh, it's Canadian. Because <laughs> I can tell you one thing for sure that does not happen here. Totally transparency kidding. in our government. Well, anyway, wait a second. Do you think that when they tried to, when they had to put the squirrels in the in the patrol car, they like held their head down so they wouldn't bump it on the on the patrol car on the ceiling on the roof, whatever it's called? Probably wasn't necessary. But my fear is that they start running around. I don't. Oh, they're so cute. Anyway, so what happened? What was their? What was the outcome of this? Well, evidently they they decided that they. Um, the reason they were serving as spies were to undermine the Islamic Republic. Now, evidently, these poor squirrels, they were embedded with GPSs, cameras, and listening devices. Actually, that's pretty sad. It is. And you know what? This is not the first time Iran has had trouble with spying animals. Sorry, it's not funny. But okay, yes. Go on, because I know you're going to tell me anyway. I am. They have claimed that lizards and pigeons have been used to spy on them in the past. However... (laughs) They do not reveal too many details about these events. Um, you know, to be honest, I was always pretty sure that lizards were secret spies. I just, I feel like I knew that. Um, yes, no, I feel like pigeons. Pigeons. <laughs> for sure, because they, they carry little messages on the legs. I know, but, islands. but don't you think that that was like, they were people, like, 
governments are trying to make us think that they were spies by putting those little messages on their legs just to like totally throw us off their trail. So clearly they're not spies because they look like spies. Whereas the lizard, who would think the lizard was a spy? You can't even see a lizard because it's like camouflage. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, Chris. Oh my God. You need to work for the government. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get out of my house more often. (laughs) The pigeons, because I saw on Gilligan's Island, they would put the little note around it and they tie it on there, which I wonder, you know, on Gilligan's Island, where'd they get the paper from? But then they probably made it from coconuts or something. I don't know. Anyway, what the hell were we talking about? We need to get on to our story. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I have an episode ready. and <laughs> Okay. Well, like, no. we're going to redo it and we'll never actually get to it. Yeah. Um, spying animals. We have the squirrels. We have the lizards. We have the pigeons. Did you know we had um, combat dolphins? Uh, obviously. Who doesn't have combat dolphins? Well, I don't, but evidently Russia did. See, in 2014, when Russia took over Crimea and they got into the, um, they infiltrated Crimea and everything, they found they had unleashed several combat dolphins. And they were believed to be used as like recon to basically identify underwater mines and to protect their naval base. Right. Okay. Um I see nothing strange about this story. I think this is just <laughs> very logical. <laughs> I think it's fun to have little fun trivia because I can guarantee you that unless you sit down and do some of the techniques I taught you last week, you will forget oh. everything. But these little tidbits. I knew you'd find a way to stick that in there. No, you're absolutely right. That I didn't know any of that. I didn't know about the squirrels <laughs> being arrested or the lizards or the pigeons or dolphins being used for that purpose. Or Gilligan's Island or... or yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I, yeah, I, I, anyway, just one last thing. It's a the burning question. Were the squirrels winged? I hope not. Me too. Cause I don't know they how they men- would. They are called flying squirrels. And Iran did not mention that they were flying squirrels. And they said they brought, you know, I pictured them on the ground infiltrating underneath. Otherwise they would f- swoop in. Yeah, true. That would be cool though. Okay. We should oh, focus. So, or has it? We have an episode today, Deb. Apparently, time will tell, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to surprise me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, as we said, we... Anyway, so Chris, this is one of the rare, rare times that Chris actually knows what I'm going to present because we <laughs> tried to do it and then we had technical difficulties, so we are going there again. So, I just want to ask you, Chris, um, I don't know if you play along because just so in case our users don't know um what do you remember about ed mcmahon ed mcmahon he was a heavyset gentleman with who would wear a suit he would i believe he was johnny carson's sidekick indeed he i think he was on wasn't he on the jerry lewis telethon as a sidekick too possibly but i don't remember that at all Oh, of course. Did you used to watch the <laughs> telethons, too? Tele- uh, telethons in Canada? We did watch the Jerry Lewis telethons. We did just... Did they have it too? Pardon? They had it in Canada, too? We did. It, you know, they might have already raised the money by the time we got it. But <laughs> we sent whatever we could. No, it's terrible. We did. We did. All right. So what else do you remember about him? Uh, and, um, oh, and of course, the publisher's clearinghouse. Okay, so here's the thing. Ed McMahon. So what do you remember about Publisher's Clearinghouse? Do you remember? Yeah. 
would sit yeah. there and tell you to enter the publisher's clearinghouse. You would get the damn envelope in the mail with his face on it. Right. And then if you won, the prize patrol would go to your house and he would deliver you the check. Of course, you, you know, as I always assumed, you know, that he wouldn't actually show up because he's got other things to do. But yes, he was the prize patrol or whatever. Yeah. And don't you remember him showing, like, I have a very vivid image in my brain of him showing up at people's houses and presenting this huge the big check. Ass right. Yes. And people flipping out like, oh my God, it's Ed McMahon. And oh my God, look at this right. huge check. Exactly. It never happened. I still don't believe you. <laughs> I, well, I know, but I will keep saying it until you do. I know, to be honest, I've got it written down here. I researched it and I don't even believe me because that image is so clear in my head. Yeah. Ed McMahon never worked for, um, what's it called? Uh, Publishers Clearinghouse. He worked for American Family Publishers, which I've never heard of. Nope. And, and I'll tell you this. I can hear his voice saying Publishers Clearinghouse. That's the most annoying part. I know. It's incredible that we have like this incredibly um, vivid memory. And I'm sure that, you know, all of our listeners are, well, if they're sort of our age, <laughs> um, remember the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So he never worked for American Family, Pub Family Publishers. And he never, ever According to Forbes.com, he never left the studio. Like, he never went to people's houses. I just, my brain completely blew up the minute well, I read I, all this. I didn't assume that he went to the house. I assume they filmed him going to a fake house with a fake winner, <laughs> you know, for the for the ad. But, you know, yeah. with the big, like, I, I picture him at a door giving the check. I didn't believe it was you know like I, a really yeah it was a filmed adorable. version of it but they're saying he never left the studio which means that didn't happen exactly and that he never held a giant check none of those things so what is how is it possible that so many people have the same incredibly detailed vivid memory of something that never happened well this is what we're going to be talking about today right. <laughs> it's called the mandela effect ah so, yes the famous yeah. mandela effect that's right. So I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the explanations that I found for why the Mandela effect happens. To be honest, I wasn't really satisfied with very many of the explanations. Uh, you know, I need them to run them by me next time. <laughs> right. Yeah, they need to because I don't think there's a logical explanation for it, but I would love to hear your reasons for it because I actually never knew the reasons why they came up with it. Well, <laughs> I might not shed a lot of light, but I'll do what I can during this episode. So firstly, um, do you, so why is it called the Mandela effect? Because to be honest, I know that you knew about the Mandela effect. I mm -hmm. didn't. Um, this is actually really new information for me. So this is like super exciting <laughs> for me. As I once explained to you, I have, my kids are teens now, but they, in their tween years, this was big. So this was yeah. a big thing that they would come down. So I knew about it because of the tween years. Yeah, I think that um, I have a I have a teenage daughter as well, and we still only discovered this a few weeks ago. So I'm not sure why we're in this time warp, but that's okay. We do other stuff, right? Well, I mean, of course, and I mean, you know, my oldest is older than yours, so it starts yeah. there. So it just yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I was very curious to find out why it's called the uh, Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. Do you have any recollection of Nelson Mandela? how he passed away, what his life was like, anything sort of um, notorious that you remember about his life? All I remember about Nelson Mandela, because of my little bubble I live in, mm -hmm. um, is that he had died in jail. And I remember being surprised, mm -hmm. not surprised, just like, 
Wow. Oh, that is weird. When there was a big thing on TV about him being released from jail, because I really thought it about died years ago. Well, you are not the only one. It's uh, it's incredible. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But just, I mean, I know I'm pretty sure everybody knows who Nelson Mandela is. But he was a lawyer and human rights activist uh, who was sent to prison, as you said, in 1962 when he was 44 years old for conspiring to overthrow the apartheid uh, government in South Africa. He spent 27 years in prison and was released in 1990. In 1994, he became president of South Africa and stayed in office for five years until 1999. Um, He died 14 years later in uh, 2013 at the age of 95 uh, from a respiratory tract infection. So um, I just remember it was like, I actually read half of his life story, but it's, yeah, I need to read the rest of it. Oh, it was just very, I know it was yeah. nice. Like, then he went to jail. It's like, eh, no, no, um, no it was just so detailed. It was really hard to, it was a hard read for me. But, uh, the point is that the term, the Mandela effect was coined in 2009 by American uh, writer and paranormal researcher, Fiona Broom, because she had the exact same experience that you had essentially she was she i i I guess realized that nelson mandela uh hadn't passed away in jail she was absolutely certain that he had just completely extremely vivid memories of him doing that she said to the point where she remembers like news coverage about it and she remembers his wife or i widow I suppose uh, at the time actually like speaking making a speech after his death like she remembered so vividly that he had passed away in jail in the 1980s and um pardon me that is crazy I mean to have that many unless again you're mixing it up with somebody else and he was more prominent who knows no that that could totally be it actually I think there was um in something that I read, they did say that somebody who was comparable to Nelson Mandela um, did pass away in jail, but he was not nearly as known to the Western world as Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. So it, it just seemed it's a bit strange that we would everybody have those would confused. have the same memory, yeah, right? Exactly. So she would anyway. She was um, sort of really freaked out by how vivid this memory was, and she just couldn't believe. Uh, anyway, about couldn't believe it. Anyway, so she put it on her website, and then she was even more blown away when thousands and thousands of people started contacting her and saying, well, "I have the exact same memory as you." So the Mandela effect uh, has to is a situation where a large mass of people remember an event that never occurred. And it's really mind blowing. Like it just, there has to be an explanation for it. Right. It's just, what is it? You know, I don't know. I don't have a clue because I just don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, As you go on, I think we'll see some things can be explained, but yes, but not, um, yeah. Like, but not 100%, which is kind of cool. So as I said, I'm going to go through a couple of explanations that I Mm -hmm. I researched and found. But let's go through a couple more. Do you remember, tell me, do you know the one about the Monopoly guy? The Monopoly man? Um, Yes, I had heard of it, but I kept confusing him with Mr. Peanut. Like I would go to... (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I know the difference between the Monopoly guy and the... Mr. Peanut Guy, but then I would confuse the item in which is up. Yes. Well, to be honest, when I was looking this up, I like my daughter, as I said, she's the one who told me about the the Mandela effect. And she said, tell me about the Monopoly guy. And I said, oh, you mean the guy with the monocle? And she said, mom, he never had a monocle. He never did. And that absolutely blew my mind. And I I hope that some of our listeners are having the same experience. uh, By by me talking to you, I picture him with a monocle. 
yeah. but I, I looked it up. Mm, because, yeah. So um, you do. Yeah. It looked wrong once I looked it up. But when I pictured him when talking to you, I pictured a monocle. But when I looked yeah. at it on, on the computer, I'm like, oh, no. No, he didn't. Mr. Peanut does. I yeah, Okay. Can we focus? Mr. Peanut has no business in this episode, okay? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't eaten and I might be a, a bit aggressive today. <laughs> and then you say peanut and that just gets my hunger like in, a, <laughs> in an uproar. Even with a monocle. I want to eat the monocle too. Um, <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I was completely blown away when I found out that the Monopoly man had never had a monocle. And do you remember anything about a Mandela effect related to Curious George? Curious George, I, I did not have the same Mandela effect for. Right. So you knew that he never had a tail? Correct. But I knew. Okay. Right. Not because I could, I, if I picture him swinging from a tree, he's swinging from a tail. However, I remember reading a story as to why he did not have a tail, which is why I didn't fall into that category. And that was because when drawing, it could be misconstrued depending how he was standing. So they didn't want to have an issue with where the tail would be hanging. The tail, quote unquote. Mm. It, yeah, right. it was, it took so, on a phallic, a phallic meaning. Okay. Right. So that's why I knew about the tail when I read that one. All right. Because well, I yeah. happened to look at a couple Ooh. of, well, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you just tell me what color chartreuse is? Oh, I looked that one up. I had no idea, to be honest. <laughs> So whether it's green or like that pinky color, I really don't know. I will tell you, I a chartreuse is pinky. It's like a magenta right. pinky color because I have actually seen it on TV episodes and they've mentioned chartreuse and they're pointing to a pinkish color. Right. It is smoothly a shade of green. What? Like, how does that happen? But on I, TV and everything else, I mean, I if I had an old box of crayons with the proper... Original colors, maybe I would know. But uh, yeah, everything is a shade of green. But I, I know I've seen it on like different TV shows and stuff. And like, oh, chartreuse, you know, trying to sound all fancy. And it's a pink color. Wow. I don't know. You see, here, maybe there was like a faulty factory batch of Crayola crayons, in, you know, during when we were like 10. And maybe we all got a batch saying that chartreuse was pink. And that yeah. messed us all up for life. I don't think I got my vision from a crayon. I'm pretty sure I got it from uh, the uh, from the TV. But right. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's really wild. Do you remember anything about the actor Sinbad? Um, except for that, I think he was just a comedian. Yes, and well, firstly, he's alive. Okay. <laughs> Which is the first thing that freaked me out because I, this is horrible, but I swear I I was certain that he had passed away. And I, you know, I'm knocking on wood and I'm you know, hoping he's okay, but um, I I can't believe that he, he's still with us. But not only that, this is our age, but go on. I, no, not because of his age, but because I was so certain that I had heard that he had passed away. It's wow. like, it's Poor incredible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But don't forget. You know, you're the one who, uh, what was this called? Well, oh, what was, 
Wait a second. Uh, I just completely blanked. Oh, Steve Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> no, <laughs> see, I want Steve Tyler to live forever. I know. I, I want Sinbad to live forever. And I'm so excited that he's he's with us. Nobody believed you. <laughs> I know. Thank God people can't see my face. But anyway, but here's the weird Mandela effect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did envision him alive, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. part, part two of my thought process, mm-hmm. um, so I had this looking in the obituaries. Go yeah, on. exactly. I had this image of him playing a genie, and apparently, I am not alone. Chris Simbad never played a genie. Not only did he never it like it, it, he supposedly 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 he everybody has this recollection. Thousands and thousands of people have this recollection that he played a genie in the movie Shazam, and the movie Shazam doesn't even exist. That like blew my mind for a second time. At least not from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I know. I you know. I really swear to God, he was a genie in that stupid movie. They can't hear a VHS t- tape in this planet that has it. <laughs> Yeah, it's unbelievable. But the movie doesn't exist, and he never played in it, obviously, because it doesn't exist. I know. And they say we're confusing it with what? With a movie called Kazam that was released in 1996 starring Shaquille O'Neal. Right. And I remember that. I remember not watching it. Right. Um, (laughs) But I thought there was like a whole bunch of genie movies then, and I thought that Shazam was one of them. I thought there was just a string of like really bad genie movies coming out. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, like well, like when all the werewolf movies came out and all the right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly eighties and nineties when the VHS was at its height. I mean, you name it, it hit VHS. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and not not so much beta because we had a beta machine in my house. But anyway, that's a childhood trauma that I don't want to go to into right now. To be yes. fair, Deb, you you know obviously we're living the high life because beta was supposed to be actually a much better quality. Than VHS, and for whatever oh, reason, VHS yeah. took off. But Beta was actually a better machine and a better recording. Yeah. So you were actually, although you were quite privileged, but didn't work out for you. It didn't, and and that's I mean, you know, God bless him. That's what they told my dad, and that's why he bought the Beta machine. But we were like, you are making us um, an example <laughs> in this neighborhood. Everybody has VHS. This is like going to Sears with my father. He was dying to get a an Atari. <laughs> we were like, not going to stop him. We're like, yes, we're going to get an Atari. <laughs> and here we are. In, no, it wasn't serious. It was probably leech mirrors long gone. Okay. Um, and he got wooed in by the graphics on the Intellivision. Oh, see on, he's oh. like, look at these graphics. They're incredible. <laughs> now, if you were to play a baseball game on Atari, the players were three dots <gasps> on the television. Three? Yeah. On the television, it was much more like a little stick man. Wow. A man, but a stick man. So the graphics were far superior. Yes. However, they did not have asteroids. They did not have Pac-Man. They did not have any of the good Space stuff. Space invaders. Any of it. That's why we're so friends. Of course, of course, we got the Intellivision. Of course. And that's the only why we're thing is, What? Yes, yeah. that's why we're friends because we got the, you know, the less, the, the superior version, but the least popular. Yes, we have the same childhood trauma. Yes. However, I did luck out because my father, like, was addicted to it. So he'd go out and just buy two or three games every week. <laughs> <laughs> he had a huge library of games. All right. 
A huge library of stickmen running around. All right. But we so, did not have a Shazam VHS. Go on. No, nobody did. That's the thing. Nobody did. And that's what freaks us out. So one of the explanations given for the Mandela effect is false memory. All right. So false memory is um, essentially has to do with association in our brains. For instance, do you know who Alexander Hamilton was or what he did or, or anything like that? Well, as a bad American, I believe he could have been a president, but because at first I'm like, oh, he's on the 20. No, that's Andrew Jackson. Um, <laughs> oh, you know that? Yay. Yeah, well, I almost had Hamilton on there. So <laughs> I know him more as a musical. <laughs> okay. Well, what I read is that a false memory has to do with like, you know, most Americans uh, learn in school that he was one of the founding fathers, father, fathers, one of the founding fathers, but he wasn't a president. Um, but because the people associate him with the presidents, I guess, as a founding father, when they store that information in the part of their brain where, uh, they, sorry, talking about the talks about presidents. So as soon as they say, somebody says the word uh, Alexander Hamilton, their brain reverts to that they associate him with presidents, whether he was or wasn't. And that's why they have this false memory that he really was a president. Did that make any sense at all? It did. What they did yeah. <laughs> is they took, the, they took Hamilton and put him in the, in their mind palace. Oh in boy. President room. Okay. okay. But it does make sense. It does that's make sense. Okay. All those people all kind of jumbled up together and you don't remember who got elected and who didn't. Exactly, I but it. I don't think that that explains anything about Mandela's passing away or Sinbad's. Um, like, why would uh, somebody saying Sinbad to me bring up a memory of a genie when there's n absolutely no reason for me to have associated him with a genie? So that's what I, that's yeah, why I, I don't like this explanation. It doesn't work in this. It works for presidents, but it doesn't work for the fact that he was... And why hasn't he made a movie? This is a very... The Shazam one is a very popular Mandela effect. Why has he just not made one and said, here you go? <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. He's probably getting more publicity from having this insane Mandela effect. <laughs> well, I did read that he was actually... There was one point he was making fun of it online saying, there's three more tapes out there. We want them back. That's it. <laughs> like he was egging people on telling them that they, it existed but they were trying to get rid of all the evidence <laughs> that was before he died y yes that was <laughs> oh my god yeah and i can see okay about the george uh sorry the um the curious george okay. example i can see why that, that to me that maybe could be put into the false category sorry the false memory category because you would associate monkeys you know with having tails Correct. um but that not the other ones. So let's look at some more examples. Do you remember Sally Fields winning? She won an Oscar for Places mm -hmm. in the Heart. Do you remember what she famously said in her excess? I can't talk tonight. So well, you know, I hope everybody's going to be okay with that. I I'm did have a little glass of wine. I had a teeny tiny glass of wine, which I don't normally do. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just relaxes you a little. You're old enough. You can have a little glass I of wine. Am, I am, aren't I? Oh, I did. Oh, I yes, did. Sally Field. Um, yeah. Well, never saw a place in the heart. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew she won Oscars, and that's about it. I, I, it's probably the quote that she says. Yes, she, I remember this quote. I don't remember her saying it, but I remember it was, you know, very famously associated with Sally Field saying when she accepted her Oscar, you like me, you really like me. Right. And she right. never said it. 
and, and that is said crazy. like so many times. It's crazy. If you hear that quote, you yeah. associate it with Sally Field and you assume, you know, that's right away. Oh, that's Sally Field quote. Yeah, exactly. But apparently what she said is, I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. It's. Yeah, that's like, not the same. It's not. I'm going to get to, uh, you know, what the phenomenon or the, the explanation of the phenomenon is that maybe covers this. Um, do you remember Tom Cruise's famous dancing scene in the movie Risky Business? Yes, I remember that cute little butt sliding across the floor. <laughs> Do you remember anything about what he was wearing? What yeah, he was not wearing? Uh, yes, you. I don't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't like Tom Cruise at all, but that's a whole different story. Um, mean. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. 13-year-olds were allowed to like uh, Tom Cruise. Well, I had a very vivid memory of him wearing the socks and his underwear and a shirt, I think, and mm -hmm. sunglasses, but he never wore sunglasses. That blew my mind. That's a huge Mandela effect because so many people have this image of him wearing sunglasses. I can see, I can't say he wasn't wearing sunglasses. I can't say that he was. I don't really, because, but that movie, his sunglasses were famous. Like it was on the box and I can picture him like when he's going to make his money or whatever and he puts them on and he, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he wore them in the dancing scene, but those sunglasses were iconic. Like that was almost like the movie, you know? Exactly. So I think that that's going to be explained by one of the explanations that I've got coming up. Oh, okay. um, I'll get to that. So here's another example. Do you remember a famous line from Silence of the Lambs said by Hello, Hannibal Clarice. Lecter? Pardon? Hello, Clarice. Yeah, he never says that. He never says it. I even watched the clip when I was preparing for this episode. He doesn't. He All he says is good morning. He says good morning. Does he say good morning, Clarice, or good morning? He just says good morning. Really? He never, he yes. Clarice? So he doesn't say Clarice. Where the hell Why did he come from then? You say Clarice with like a <laughs> Italian accent. That sounds horrible with me saying it. And by the way, <laughs> you know, what? in Silence of the Lambs, I believe he was only on screen is it 19 minutes? Are you serious? He's, if you really watch, it's been decades since I watched a movie, but he's barely yeah. in it. Wow. It doesn't That's, center around him. That is very cool. I couldn't watch it because I can't watch horror movies at all. Like I, I know I've seen little bits of it, but I can't watch horror movies because I'm a very sensitive person, Chris. In my <laughs> teens, I lived on horror movies, but now I can't watch <laughs> Again, that's why we're friends. Yep. So, um, yep, he never said it. Now, but here's the freaky thing that he, like, I think there was a remake of it made in, like, I don't know, 2009 or something. I could be wrong about that. And he does say, hello, Clarice, which is funny because um, it's like, do we all just remember that remake? I don't think so, so many years later. I didn't even know there was a remake. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or are the, is like the remake, like sort of making fun or bringing up again the fact that he said, hello, Clarice, because we all believe that that's what he said in the original, but he didn't even say that. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I've confusing been hearing myself. hello, Clarice forever. So I think they were probably making, pulling it out of popularity because I've yeah. heard that forever. I so. think so too. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. But um, another explanation 
that people give for the Mandela effect, which again, it doesn't get the Debbie stamp of approval, is called confabulation. Oh, I like that word. I know. You have confabulation. I have confabulation. <laughs> oh, come on. No, you are just confabulous, my darling. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you are. All right. So confabulation is when your brain fills in the gaps that are missing in your memories to make more sense of them. Um which is really fascinating. Um, and I think that that's why you were saying, and I think we were saying in general that like a lot of eyewitness testimony isn't reliable because people will sort of put their own spin on things or they, there will be gaps in the memory. So they'll sort of um, fill something in. And the thing is that the person really believes that that's how it happened. It's like, you know, logically how it happened. It's not really considered lying because that's actually how they've trained their brain to think that something happened. Exactly. Um, like in a car wreck, you get four people who saw it and four people saw something different because yeah. they saw one little thing and they filled in the blanks with everything else. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. If, okay. I'm trying to think of an example, but um, yeah, you would just make so many assumptions about, you know, how it, the, the car came around the corner, you know, what speed it was going, if it was raining, you would put all that like sort of bias into the story to make it make more sense in your brain. And of course, everybody has a different way the, you know, of something making sense. So exactly. it's very, it's very disputable. But again, this doesn't explain the Mandela effect for me. In fact, it, it would be something that would go against, I think, the phenomenon, because the chances of all of us, thousands of us filling in the exact same details. Exactly. It's like, it's not possible. So I don't see why confabulation was even like offered as an explanation um, for the Mandela effect. It probably works in certain situations, but it doesn't yeah. cover all of them. And I really feel like the strongest ones is the Nelson Mandela. Yes. And the damn Shazam. I know. The Shazam. <laughs> I know. And Nelson Mandela. I know. It's incredible. So here are a few more examples. Um, so in the film Snow White, the evil queen never said mirror, mirror on the wall. I did actually know that. Right. Um, I knew it too. Yes. But it's still, it, it doesn't blow, it doesn't blow my mind because, you know, because I have like this vivid memory of her saying memory, mirror, mirror on the wall. That's not what it is. It's just that it became so famous. I well, think. what Snow White said was magic mirror on the wall, right? That's right. Exactly. Not, uh, uh, the, the Wicked Queen or whatever said that. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when, but when everybody translated it, it's mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. But mm -hmm. in between Sunday and today. Uh, uh oh, you've done some research. A little bit, and evidently the original Brothers Grimm story, All right. which is where Snow White comes from, uh -huh. is Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Oh, you see. So, so that's the original well, version, which tells you also that, okay, Disney's movie said Magic Mirror, but there were right. tons of books and everything else that, I mean, Disney didn't make up the story. No, exactly. So that story was out there in all different storybook forms and everything else. So probably in oh. every form you've bought, if it wasn't the Disney one, it probably said Mirror Mirror. Okay, so that makes tons of sense. So maybe we just, you know, grew up reading the Brothers Grimm book version. So the Mirror Mirror was already already established in our brains before the movie came out. Exactly. I think it's so. Like, I think that's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. So why? Yeah. And like, why it's incredible that all everything I read about that didn't clarify what you just clarified. Yeah, I just found that today. Oh my god, you are confabulous. <sighs> you know, I'm gonna <laughs> drop the L for mine. You're right, I'm confabulous. You are. <laughs> 
But yes, I do uh, know that today, and that makes all the sense. I think if unless you bought a Disney book, yeah, exactly, or the Disney movie, everything else probably said mirror, mirror. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfectly explained. You can uh, sleep. Do you <laughs> do you remember? Nobody answered though who the fairest of them all is. I mean, really, isn't that the real burning question? Who is the fairest of them all? Well, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Though the mirror was trying very hard not to answer that question because he kept right. saying, "Well, actually, he answered Snow White, doesn't he?" I don't and that remember. Would get her pissed off, and she she'd get all. That's why she was happy. That's right. That's why she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. All right. But I'm full of answers today. You are you're taking confabulous to a whole a new, new level. level. <laughs> um, all right. Do you remember the song by Joan Jett? I love rock and roll. Do you remember the first line? It's a very I, famous line. I did not go back and listen as I said I would. Okay. So it blew my mind, and not only my mind, but thousands of like diehard Joan Jett uh, fans, mm-hmm. that she doesn't say, I saw him standing there by the record machine. She says, I saw him dancing there by the record machine. Which And it does. Like, I did go back and listen to it. Okay. Um, yeah. And it just it totally blew my mind. Why would we all have that same collection okay maybe it's a song we couldn't hear the word very well i'm not sure maybe. right i mean it's not unlike what is um there's a song that everybody sings it wrong oh uh, wrapped up I'm sure rep, it's the real words i think are wrapped oh, up right. like, like a, a deuce. deuce yeah but everyone thinks it's a, something else yeah just because of the way it's sung but every time you keep saying to me the joan jett song yeah the line is i saw him standing there so then it, I that's what yeah I revert to Tiffany's version the the song from uh, Tiffany so yeah. I can't even get like I love rock and roll in my head every time you say that so I have to all right and then go listen <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of crazy and then another one that's there's only a slight difference between the real one and the alleged one Ooh. is um, what does Forrest Gump fo- famously say in that movie about a box of chocolates oh god i came up with it once now it's gonna be twice oh <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates that's what has been written on every bumper sticker every coffee mug every t-shirt right. and it was actually life was like a box of chocolates so it i mean was. that's a small one so it's not as right and you explained last time mm-hmm. um that our, re- our listeners did not know because well that audio didn't come out but <laughs> that it's because it's what his mother had said and the mother had passed away. And he was sitting, on a, bench, right. he was sitting on a bench recalling his childhood. So that's yeah. why mama always said. That life was like a box of chocolates. Right. Exactly. So, but still it's incredible how this, this phrase can become so famous and it's kind of wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's the uh, evidence that was, put forth to support the Mandela effect that I think is probably the most, like the one that comes closest to explaining what really does happen. Although, as you said, like some of them, I don't think are right. easy to explain. So it's called misleading post-event information. So for instance, um, it was certainly now the internet plays a huge role in this, maybe not so much when we were growing up, but you know, if a movie comes out or a book or, or whatever it is, and one person on the internet says something a little bit differently, 
um, that might go viral and affect how we all remember it, mm-hmm. you know, more so than the actual movie. So, and here's one example, getting back to the example of Silence of the Lambs, um, it came out in 1991 and five years later, the cable guy came out by, um, <clears throat> sorry, with uh, Jim Carrey. And he's in one scene trying to make his friend laugh by putting meat on his face. And he turns around and he goes, hello, Clarice. So it's weird because it's yeah. like, okay, are we, were we also certain that the original movie said, hello, Clarice, that Jim Carrey chose to sort of recreate that scene comedically mm-hmm. in The Cable Guy? Yep. Or did we all see The Cable Guy, see Jim Carrey say, hello, Clarice, and then all think the hello, Clarice was from uh, Silence of the Lambs? I don't know, but five years is a long time. Like, I feel like it would be hard to... It feels like a long time. It doesn't feel like a long time, on the other hand. Yeah. I mean, the internet and so forth wasn't, I don't think it was around yet, whatever your cable guy no. can help. I think, I mean, no. I'm not sure if I even watched Cable Guy, but I know it was a very popular movie. So it's very, there is the pop- possibility that they could have crossed, you know? I don't exactly. think Jim Carrey was, I think he was just, you know, saying hello, Clarice, and you would know what he meant by it. I don't think, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe copyright issues he couldn't say. Well, she, he only said good morning anyway. I know. <laughs> so he I know. Yeah, so I guess it's possible that the whole Clarice thing, Hello Clarice thing started from the the spoof by Jim Carrey and not right. the original movie. So it's super crazy how that can happen. Um, and, and who I knows if it rolled over into like Saturday Night Live and yeah. everything else. You don't know where, where it's gone with that, you know? Exactly. And I think it, you were mentioning this um, the other time that I think that this might also explain the, the Tom Cruise and the sunglasses. Like he wasn't wearing sunglasses in that scene. But as you said, all of the marketing for this film was him and his sunglasses. Or right. as you said, like lifting up his sunglasses when he was, you know, making money or whatever. So we just associated that maybe that was more, that well, might be more of a false memory explanation than a, a, a post event, uh, you know, publicity thing i would go on false memory because the two mm. famous things were him in the sunglasses and his skidding yeah. across the floor exactly so you definitely could flip them yes associate them yeah all right so let's look at some more examples uh hang on um sorry <laughs> you knew this but when i was asked how looney tunes was spelled mm-hmm. i assumed it was both words with double o's like looney and tunes but it was T-U-N-E-S. Right. There are lots of people think that they were both because of the word cartoon, that both words had played on on the word cartoon with the double O's. Um, Do you remember what Mickey Mouse wore? Yes, he wore. Donald Duck did not wear pants. (laughs) Mickey Mouse did. And with suspenders. No, that messed my mind. I know. I did blow your mind, didn't I? I blew my own mind. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know what you're going to say. Go. Two damn buttons on his exactly. pants. Exactly. Why would you have buttons on your pants if you don't have suspenders? Like, yeah. what were they teaching us, Chris? Like, it's like they wanted us to grow up to be messed up and in therapy. I think so. I think Walt had something to do with that. He oh. probably had his fingers in that too. Uh, he, he, he's the one who should have been in therapy <laughs> from what I understand, but yeah. So Mickey Mouse never wore suspenders. That blew my mind. I just, I don't, I just don't think I agree with that. Um, the wastefulness when it comes to buttons, like those buttons could have been used for something else more useful. 
And buttons always fall off. So what was the point of having two buttons there that are just going to hang and fall off anyway? Yeah, exactly. And poor Donald didn't even have any pants. It's like, no. Mickey, you got pants and buttons and your buddy doesn't even have any pants. Like, what What? Who, what the, the heck kind of hoarding is going on, Mickey? Who decided just let, let's not put pants on this one and let's do this and call it a day? Yeah, but we, really, ducks don't wear pants. So they don't wear really. shirts either, so... Or, or, or a sailor hat. I mean, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> but at least they talk. I mean, that's one thing they got. Hey, I got one for you. <laughs> what? Do you ever watch I Love Lucy? I uh, watched it very few times, but because I, I didn't mention this. I know. I, I love what I watch, but I'm not sure. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Um, but I think I know the example you're going to say, and I didn't include it because I didn't actually see that episode, but it's pretty famous, eh? Well, because always with Ricky, you always hear, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> he you know, his, his accent and everything. Yeah, and yeah. It, and forever, that's how people, they use that quote when they're right. discussing uh, either I love Lucy or they want to do something in accent. They say, oh, you got some splaining to do. Oh, my God. But evidently, there's in none of the episodes does he actually use that line. He <sighs> says, uh, "Lucy, explain or explain <gasps> that if you can." I, yeah. I don't know. I have to look I, further into that one because I have a hard time believing he never one time said. I can hear him waving his finger and, "Lucy, yeah. you have some explaining to do." Uh, now that you're saying that, I think that even I remember that. Yeah, you <laughs> and, can tell me that. But that could totally be an example of like maybe a commercial that came out afterwards or a poster or something like that. Yeah, it's it's cool. As I said in the beginning, I think that so far, um, I think the false memory is, um, you know, we can attribute to false memory a lot of the Mandela effect. But more so for me, it's like post event publications and, and stuff like that that are right. what we're referring to because mm-hmm. it also makes sense that it, you know post-event information is disseminated you know worldwide or, or at least countrywide so it makes mm-hmm. sense that you know so many people would remember the same thing right uh, that didn't happen because they're remembering something else actually anyway another example that they not an example, another explanation that they put forth to explain the Mandela effect is something that I really don't think has anything to do with it, but I found it kind of interesting. So I'm going to mention it anyway. It's called priming or suggestibility. And really it's, it's like how you, the way you ask a question can really determine how it's answered. For instance, Uh, it totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, three separate groups of people were shown the same video of a car collision. And for one group, it was shown that they, the car was going 20 miles per hour for the second group, 40 miles per hour for the third group, 60 miles per hour. When all of them were asked, how fast was the car going when it veered off the road, let's say Uh they all answered, even the ones who had seen 40 and 60, most of them answered 20 because veer is a very, you know, sort of a yeah. slow, slow feeling word. Right. Yes. When the same people were asked, well, how fast was the car going when it crashed? Most of them answered 60 because they just assumed that in order to crash, a car had to be going fast. So it makes sense. Um, so it's, it was really fascinating to see how much we can manipulate an answer when we're questioning. 
Well, don't they use that in court sometimes? Like uh, you're you're leading the you're leading the um yes the witness or yeah you're leading the witness or whatever. Like they have to be careful how they ask a question because you exactly like um did you see the gen you know did you see this red coat or that's right the 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 tall gentleman running. It's right. like, yeah, exactly. It's so fascinating. I love all the psychology stuff. Nothing to do with the Mandela effect as far as I'm concerned. None whatsoever. Yeah, but I thought it was kind of interesting. So um, I'm going to give you a few more examples, and then I'm going to get to the final explanation that's put forth. So uh, hang on. So do you remember what song Mr. Rogers sang in his television show? Sure. I'll be happy to sing that for you right now. No, no, no. Just the, oh. What? Okay, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Aw, that sounded so non-Mr. Rogers-y. (laughs) Did I take the wind out of your sails? Just a lot. (laughs) Did I take the wind out of your squirrel bat wings? Listen, I love my squirrels. I know, me too. And I love the flying ones, too. Mm. Uh, Next time I'll have to eat before we record, because I think I'm a bit aggressive today. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. <laughs> I'm all right. So, very close. It was, uh, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, which again, it's super small, the difference. Yeah. But it's also totally different. <laughs> and yet, it makes sense because how would Mr. Rogers know it was a beautiful day in the neighborhood? It could be any neighborhood. He knows what's happening right there in his neighborhood. That's right. And you can, you can never be too specific. No, well, uh, Mr. Rogers, he wanted children to understand what's happening then and yeah. there, you know, with him. Yeah. Oh, trivia. Yeah. Did you know that in every episode as he's cl- finishing up, you know, he'd walk into his kitchen, he'd feed his fish and blah, blah, blah. And then, but uh, years back, he had received a letter from a little girl and she was very concerned of his fish. See, the little girl was blind, so she mm-hmm. didn't know. He didn't mention the fish, but she wanted to make sure he was, they were getting food. Oh, so from oh. that point on, he would describe what he was doing. He'd go over to oh. his fish and he'd say hi to his fish. He says, and he'd, he'd explain that, you know, he'd say, oh, I'm going to feed you now. Oh, there you go. Are you a fed? And then he'd continue on. So the little girl always knew. And anyone who couldn't yeah. watch right. would know that he had fed the fish. That is amazing. I love that. And he, I feel like there was controversy about Mr. Rogers, but I'm, I might just feel like there's controversy about all those <laughs> older generation people, but he was very, um, very forward thinking for his time. So yeah. I think that's amazing what he did. Uh, and I've heard some other examples that he's done. Yeah. You know, his sweater. Yes. Red, it? right. Oh. And not always green. Oh no, it wasn't always he, the same. It was always a wool. It was like always a button down. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Every yeah, single yeah. button down he wore, his mother had made. Are you serious? Yeah. Every <laughs> single sweater on that show that he wears. Oh my God. Because he we comes call- and he takes off his jacket, he hangs it up, and he puts on his button down sweater. Ah, okay. And every single sweater his mother had made for him. Super cute. We call those cardigans button down sweaters. I Yes, I think we do too, but isn't it? Oh. Yeah. I think I so. feel so close to this is a very close Canadian uh, American merging of spirit and soul. Border <laughs> what border? There's no border. It's, it's a it's a I, anyway, I can't think. Your flag so, is my flag. Go on. That's right. 
So, do you remember a bear that taught us about fire safety? I do. And he still teaches us to this day. Really? That guy's still around? Wow. Do you Shockingly remember was- so. <laughs> yes, seriously. It's amazing how these cartoon characters never die. how old like- Smokey the Bear is. <laughs> you see, it's not Smokey the Bear. It's just Smokey Bear. Oh, please. No, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. It's, uh, it's never been Smokey the Bear. It's been Smokey Bear. But we all think he's called Smokey the Bear. I, I like cool. it better. Although it makes sense in the original that oh, this is you know like Charlie Brown. This is you know Smokey Bear or Yogi yeah. Bear. Right, but right, right. It works. Yeah, well. yep. And then another one is um, oh, uh, how many? Do you have any recollection of like the JFK assassination and how many people were in the car? Okay, well, everyone that I've always watched, I just sat there watching JFK and Jackie. So it's just guesswork. Mm-hmm. There's Jackie, there's JFK. They were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there wasn't, there was one security guard, was the security officer shot or was that Reagan? But there's definitely one. I don't know. I'm going to say five because it's got to be at least two Secret Service, those two right. plus the uh, driver. Okay, well, there were actually six people in the car, but most people think that there were four. But this is, again, this is actually probably confabulation. Like, people would think it was logical. Just like you, you didn't actually think back to your image of the car. You thought, okay, it would be logical for there, obviously, for there to be a driver, for there to be two security guards. So, a lot of people just assumed there were only four people in the car when there were really six. Six. See, I'm picturing, I actually only picture three. I picture Jackie, you know, with me too, uh, actually Kennedy in his lap and the, the guard near them kind of above him a little bit. Right. It's all um, zoomed in kind of. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but you know, most people say it was only four. So again, it's uh, the Mandela effect. So the final explanation that's put forth for so many people remembering the exact same thing, because let's not forget that if these aren't just vague memories, these are like very detailed images and words and um, details, as I said. Um, I'm sorry. And how but- sad is it that the biggest one is like Sinbad and Shazam, but come on. <laughs> Well, don't forget Nelson Mandela. That's a pretty yeah, big okay, one. Okay, okay, but <laughs> oh, and Ed McMahon. That's true. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's a big one. So, what um, the explanation that is put forth, which is mm-hmm. of course the one that I subscribe to the most, <laughs> is that there are parallel universes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that. I mean, this is actually a real theory. This is actually yes. quantum physics. This isn't just Deb. <laughs> it, it no, could be. You, you will hear a lot of that going on now. It yeah. Seems, there's a lot on the, the news, quote unquote. There's yeah. a lot of that floating around there right now. And it's getting to the point that there's so many weird, odd things going on besides Shazam, Ed McMahon, and <laughs> Mandela that you do start to go. Is there something to this? Because this is just too strange. I know. I you want to go back to the Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, to be honest, yeah, we don't. This might be a whole other um, episode, but I do believe in parallel universes, probably because I want to. Like, I'm mm-hmm. the kind of you know, most people. Firstly, I think that it would be so sad if this timeline, because 
anyway, so we we all think that you know time is like horizontal time, but I guess the, the theory of parallel universes is that there's vertical time as well. Um, anyway, so totally forgot what I was going to say, but I think that the the idea that this reality that we we all think we're living is the only reality in the world just terrifies me because we've screwed up so badly in terms of so many things. So I like the idea of there being alternate possibilities. But I just want to say one more thing that I'm definitely a more of the kind of person who, you know how some people say, I'll believe it if you can prove it to me? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, I'll believe it until you prove me that it doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fascinating. And it, anyway, it's um, well, it, it's something that's very hotly debated, something that is talked about. I mean, even the, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls that were uncovered in um, 1947 by a Bedouin boy in, hang on, I wrote it, Qumran West Bank. Um, talk about, the, I think one of those scrolls was called the Isaiah Scrolls. And I'm actually really fascinated by this and I want to read a little bit more about it. I've read a little bit about it. And um, it talks a little bit about uh, parallel universes. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a new concept. So, this, so I guess what people would say is that we all quantum, you know, a group of people happen to quantum leap into the parallel the reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quant- or like the, the the parallel reality saying that Nelson Mandela did pass away in jail in the 1980s, uh, crossed over into our timeline at some point, and and went back, which of, to me makes all the sense in the world. I guess it does. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not against it. Uh, Somebody's got to explain this. To and be I honest, want you to go back and get me the VHS of Shazam. Yeah. I'm damn curious <laughs> to see it. <laughs> to be honest, now that I'm talking about parallel universes, I think I sound crazy. But when I think about it in my brain, it seems much more feasible. So I'm just gonna maybe I should maybe this is the kind of thing that I should just keep to myself. Well, no, I think it's one of those things that it's it's very difficult to explain unless you're yeah. speaking to somebody who understands it or has the same theories and ideology, and you know, yeah. Can, have a conversation about it. Like I said, I am not the person because I really am like, uh uh-huh. What? 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 When I hear it on other podcasts and stuff, I mean, I'm trying to, and then I get lost. I need it very, very broken down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Into like molecules. That's, that's physics-y stuff or something or biology or something. From somewhere. Oh, atoms. Okay. Uh, so just, I want to leave this on one final Mandela effect note, which is at the end of the song, we are the champions. What does Freddie Mercury sing? Well, of course he sings, we are the world. Of the world. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, yeah. I, I'm at Live Aid or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are the world was, yeah, the American. Yeah, that was a different one. <laughs> um, he does not say of the world at the end. He says it in the song, which right. blew my mind. And I actually put the song on and I was like, okay, well, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> to be fair, I always sing it at the end. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe Freddie Mercury got it all messed up and we're the ones who... Maybe he got a little tickle in his throat and couldn't finish it. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was one of those things where he was live and he like held up the mic for, for the crowd to sing it. Maybe he was just holding up his mic, waiting for the rest of us to fill it in. Yeah, that could be. Or you get the intern on the uh, on the controls, and they whacked it. You know, turned it off too early. Maybe it really he is it. it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never know, Chris. No. We'll never know. No, we won't. <laughs> hey, I got one last one for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 
the, the fruit of the loom? Yes. Okay. So it is said, many people believe that the original fruit of the loom had a cornucopia with the fruits coming out. Right. It sounded right even... to me. Yes. Um, according to Fruit of the Loom, they never had a cornucopia. That's incredible. It was always just the fruits. But what's really weird is there is a newspaper article uh, from October 14th, 1994 in Florida. And they were doing an an art. I know, really. And they were doing an article on the man who who used to represent the purple grapes. Oh, oh my God. I forgot about those those, uh, ads. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the purple grape guy. And in the fifth paragraph of this article it said anyhow fruit of a loom logo was initially a cornucopia uh which held an apple a green grapes purple grapes and the leaves right and they continue on so this article actually claimed 94 they believe that there was a cornucopia in there as well yes but according to fruit of a loom they've they've put out all the different types of labels and then none of them have a cornucopia yeah that's weird Yes. I, I, I'm not 1,000% sure, but I think I would have gone with there was a cornucopia. I didn't even know that that's what it, what it was called. Oh, my God. Um, really? I know. I don't know where. I, I think I live in a parallel universe. Um, you live in <laughs> Canada. So um, I think we need to wrap it up. We said we're going to cut yes. it short. And we didn't. So we didn't. Yep. no, that's okay. Uh, I didn't bother taking notes because this is a tech- second time through it. I'm going to remember yeah. most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope everybody liked it. <laughs> Everyone, we're getting tired. Do us a favor. After you finish listening to this episode, please hit subscribe and the like button and give us some five-star reviews. We've been getting a bunch of them lately. Thank you, everyone. Yes, thanks and so if, much, everyone. If you're on Twitter, check us out at Today We Laughed. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, Today We Laughed and Learned. And drop us a line at Today We Laughed at gmail.com. Did I cover it all? Perfectly. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah and all uh, right that's it and today i think today is tuesday (laughs) today deb i definitely can say that we laughed and learned all about the mandela effect we did now i think it's cemented up for now yeah all right have a good night good night everyone bye take care bye